Welcome to the More Business, More Life podcast. This show is for socially conscious leaders, entrepreneurs, CEO founders that have found success, but they yet they don't have the ideal life that they would like. And what we're going to do is bring in concepts and systems so that we can increase business with millions of additional revenue while lowering our work hours, ideally below 40 hours a week. We call this more business, more life. And it's an and, not an or. We don't have to have either or. We can actually systemize this to have both. And those are the concepts we're going to come with each episode. Sometimes we might talk a little bit more about business, sometimes more life, most of the time, both. <laughs> so welcome to the show. Welcome to the More Business, More Life podcast. And today, Stephanie decided to wear a ruffled shoulder shirt. And so I went, well, Giovanni prompted me. He said, Steve, go get the biggest thing you have with the most ruffles out of your closet. He had no idea that I had a tuxedo shirt from the 1970s. So I'm wearing a 1970s ruffled tuxedo shirt. And the whole idea behind this podcast is what experiences do you want in your life? How are you having fun? How are you choosing what you want to do? How are you being you? even if it feels ridiculous and allowing yourself to have fun and enjoy your life. And then we're going to talk about real life scenarios, how we chose either the opposite. We denied ourselves of our, of what we wanted in our life and how much it hurt. And when we allowed ourselves to have the life that we wanted, how much success we gained from it. And not just from us, we're going to share client stories, our own stories so that you can start choosing your truth. And the whole idea is what experience do you want in your life and how do we start living it? right now. Let's jump into the podcast. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about experiences. And boy, is this an experience already being in this shirt. So if you're listening, I'm wearing a 1970s tuxedo ruffled shirt. And this all came about because Stephanie is wearing ruffles on her. Oh, mint green. It's it's mint, mint green. And I'm wearing some of my grandfather's cufflinks that I've never been able to wear because they're so crazy that they're like these huge 1970, I don't even, probably 1960s or whatever, crazy, crazy cufflinks. So and I kept them. I never thought that I would ever wear these things, but I, I am now. Here we are. And this all came about because Stephanie is has a big ruffled shoulders, maroon shirt, and or you'd say a blouse however you would say it anyway she's got that going on and then giovanni said hey you should wear the roughliest thing you have and so he had no idea that i had this in my closet and yeah i picked this up uh going red show many years ago and this is the second time so i wore it um in high school for for prom just to totally go crazy and i didn't go to high school in the 70s so it was out of place as it is now in this podcast. <laughs> and then and then I wore it for Halloween once many years later. But so I guess it's it's, it's third appearance for, for me in this and special. Yeah, very special occasion. And I think it goes back to experiences. The idea that we had today, often we forget the experiences that we want to have. And so here we are having fun as a team. So we thought of so many different things today, like talking about our team, talking about having fun. And really it boiled down to the experiences that we al allow, and I'm using that word purposely, allow ourselves to have. I think so often we get to a certain age and then we let go of some of the fun things or the experiences we want to have. And so just us laughing. So the whole, we change, we have a whole bunch of other topics and we shifted into this because of this having fun with our wardrobe for a podcast that most people won't see because they'll be listening and, but it's just for our entertainment and, and laughing. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure that our team will exploit this uh, as they do editing some of this and popping it up on social media and such. So I'm sure someone's going to see this, especially wearing a, a silly 1970 tuxedo ruffle mint green with uh, big old cufflinks. So there they are. And, you do have to see it. Like, you do have to see this. We need to find a way. You look like if ZZ Top decided to become a DJ. <laughs> one of the, I don't know their names, but one of the ZZ Tops decided to become a DJ. A mashup. Yeah, <laughs> this total mashup. <laughs> well, this is fun, right? This is what we live. I, hopefully, we're living to enjoy life. 
And so I guess it sparked that whole thing. Like what experiences do we want? And then how are we bringing that in? And then I hope that we can open this discussion in all areas of our life. How do we enjoy the experiences and have fun with our personal life, even with ourselves? Let's start there. Having fun and enjoying ourselves and allowing ourselves to do that. Having fun and enjoying our family, our neighbors, our community, uh, and our professional life. I think so often we compartmentalize ourselves and we become adults and we have to be serious and it's like, oh, have fun. And so we purposely, one of our core values, and you can look back at one of our previous episodes on this show, we talked about fun the whole time. And some people look at us funny when we say one of our core values is fun, to have joy in all that we do. But it's in this cause that we are here to enjoy life. I don't think we're here to take it so serious then we lose a lot when you do that. Yeah, Giovanni with <sighs> his little thing. He just put yeah, in our yeah. chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so, some inappropriate stuff. I feel like a lot of the fun starts with Giovanni. We're all fun, but a lot of times it's usually something that Giovanni says that starts starts it all. <laughs> it snowballs. My, my contribution is just smartassery. <laughs> and new words. <laughs> You're totally right, Stephanie, because I would not be wearing this if he didn't say, put on the most roughly thing you have in your closet. And like, I'm like, wait a minute. I have it. I have that. I have it. Oh, my God. Laughing so hard. I don't think Javadi was looking when your video popped up on the Zoom and I was on mute. Otherwise, he would have heard me just laughing so hard that I was going to fall out of my chair. I was like, oh, my God. Javadi, look up. You have to see. And it's. Funny, I had like just two seconds. I ran upstairs to grab a shirt and it just happened to be the first one right there. And so it's interesting, like you never know what the choice you're making that might seem so small and insignificant in the moment, the ripple effect that it can have. So I I love that. It was meant to be. Well, what a team, because here we are and you're making me laugh so much and we're just enjoying ourselves. And, and now I got to make use of this shirt that so many times I've looked at and said, oh, is it time to let this shirt go? And I'm like, nah, I'm going to keep it. So now even doing this, I think this is a keeper. This might be one of my wardrobe for the rest of my life, even though I only wear it occasionally. <laughs> for the memories, it'll be for them. Every time you see it, you'll think of this moment. Yeah, it will be. It will be. So, I, so what are the experiences? So can you think back? Let's get to some things. For Giovanni and Stephanie, what are experiences that now having the more business, more life philosophy and having these ideas that we bring like, no, we're meant to live now. Are there any new decisions that you make that maybe like if you look back years ago, maybe 10 years ago or 20 years ago, you wouldn't have allowed yourself to like now in your professional career? Like, are there any new decisions you're making to have more fun and more of your experiences that you're allowing yourself to have that maybe you would have not if you if you're really honest with yourself. I'm just curious. Maybe there's not, but I'm just being curious if there's something that maybe is an example that you wouldn't have allowed yourself until you had this new meaning. I think it's that word you just said, allow. And the first thing that comes to mind is just in your professional world. Like we spend so much of our day at work with other people, striving. We have these goals and I I definitely thought that in order to have success, it had to hurt or I had to work so many hours. I had to work so hard. I had to sacrifice. I had to, I was in sales. So it's like, oh my gosh, I have to just deal with the rejection. And it's interesting. Like I'm a very sensitive person. You wouldn't think that I'd be the one to sign up for mass rejection. <laughs> and that's what I was doing. I'd sometimes make a hundred calls a day because it was like, oh, I just have to keep going until I get to this, however many appointments or whatever it was. And I think down from just how do we show up at work? Like, how do we interact with our team, with our leadership, with our customers? Like, how can we bring fun into that and just making it okay and, and making it even a requirement? Like, if it's not fun, even though we are doing business and there is an exchange, like, there's something lost. It's really not wow unless there is that fun component. But also the experience of like, what do I want? acquiring new clients to look like. I thought it had to be a certain way. And so just adding some of the wow methods that we have into my approach to like finding and attracting new clients and discovering matches, like 
just even changing the language around it, like the approach around it and making that all okay, making it a way that felt really good, but was also really effective. I think there's just so many ways that like focusing on the experience of it all has come into my life. And if I were to step back and look at every way, it's like in every way, it's like the experience that I have with my family, the experience I have with myself, like taking that time every day to journal, to meditate, to fill myself up with amazing nutrition and all those little things. It was almost like someone needed to say, hey, this this is okay. Like you should do it this way. Or here's a, here's a new idea. Try this. And it was like, oh my gosh, trying on a new shirt. Like this fits better. Ruffles are more fun. It's almost like, do you want your experience to have ruffles and be fun? Or do you want it to be a stuffy suit? Yeah. And like so many ways, like it's the outfit is a, is a metaphor in itself and also a reflection of the fun and then choosing that first and then it does attract more fun i mean part, part of like when you first started talking stephanie i was like holding back still laughing there was like leftover laughter it wasn't even like what you're saying i just still wanted to laugh out loud like i'm like here we are so i i love it like and just be able to have that how about you giovanni are there some experiences you held back that maybe now knowing that like fun is becoming more of a requirement in our eyes that you would do differently now? Yeah, I don't know specific ones, but I think it's just the, it's like having the awareness of it, right? Because I remember, I remember when I first started my photography business and like it was just me, it's all, all me. I mean, still it was just me, but like having like the way, like I had to be serious to be taken serious kind of a thing, like, cause I'm dealing with professionals and business owners and things like that. And I remember having that mentality, like, and I always th- think in the past thinking that I was like immature and all that other stuff. And so I had to be more serious to be taken seriously. And, but then we met in your, the philosophies of more business, more life. And it like, just makes you more aware of like more things come to you. And we talked about this, see, like more things come to you easier and quicker when you're having a good time like when you're enjoying whatever it is that you're doing because when you're being too serious or taking yourself too seriously and you're just focused on whatever the outcome is that you want and that's and that's it things tend to come a little bit harder or slower or whatever but when you're having fun and having a good time and you're like not necessarily focused on the how things come just that they will come. And like, I think that's probably the biggest thing. And then it's still a work in progress for me, just switching that mindset from like, I got to be serious to be take to be taken serious. But more and more, I'm getting like looser. And we've talked about this in previous podcasts as well, is where I, a lot more looser, more, more, I'll say more fun when I was younger. And then like, as I got older again, thinking I had to be more serious, but like now I'm kind of getting back to my previous ways of thinking and full circle. Like Stephanie just was pointing out that like, I thought he was doing a circle, like full circle. I just saw you out of my periphery <laughs> um, of that. <laughs> There's L7 weaning square. Sandlot reference for anybody out there. But yeah, so it's like, it's just kind of coming full circle of like thinking of having more fun, enjoying life. And like, it just comes, things just come more naturally and easier that makes any sense whatsoever to anybody listening well i think well i mean it may be starting to some people might be like what are you guys talking about but i just want to a story came to mind i remember when i was starting to embrace like i'm only going to work with fun people because in my early years when you're young and entrepreneurial and i started my first business i mean i had a few dabbles before this but my first like i would say serious business where I registered a company with the government and all that. It was when I was 19. And so I think at the beginning, like to what Giovanni was saying and Stephanie were both saying that we took things very serious. And and especially at that time too, because you're trying to be older and you're working with older people and you're trying to be what you think they want you to be. And then when I finally got enough experience and I believed in who I was and what I brought to the table and I was starting to embrace that, hey, it doesn't have to be so hard. So in the transition period, I remember working with two other consultants. So there was three of us and we all had different expertise and we went into one client as a team 
And we had, it was about a $25,000 engagement. And then we were doing a multi-day immersion with this client. And over the course of the two days, we were laughing so hard. Like, I mean, everyone, the three of us, plus the client, plus their staff, like we're just going around and we're just having fun. It was so much fun. And uh, at the end, the client had upgraded so many things and said, oh, we, I want you to help us with this and this and this. And at the end, we hadn't even realized, but they had signed on for $100,000 in consulting. So in the course of two days, we had done a hundred grand and, and we had a, some follow-up onto that, but we basically booked a hundred thousand dollars in business for, it was kind of like a day and a half and of being like two days because we celebrated after. And so two things I want to take away from this. We're, I'm, I'm not joking. I don't know if you've ever laughed so hard that your abs hurt. Like, like you feel like you just did crunches for hours. Like ours, my stomach hurts so much. I was like, oh my gosh, I just got the biggest ab workout. And that's why I was even made the joke about the laugh, laugh your way to a six pack. I was going to make a whole course because you could actually get a six pack from laughing. And uh, then I met this fitness person, by the way, and they said, actually, that's possible. We should do that. We never did it. If anybody is there and wants to do that with me, let me know. Reach out, please. And we'll make the laugh your way to a six pack. Uh, but that's what I felt was happening. And then we didn't realize until the second day that we had now grown this from 25,000 to 100,000. And for me, it's undeniable that that happened because we're having so much fun. I don't think the client would have said, let's do all this together. I was only going to have you help me with this one part, but I want you guys to do all this. It was because we had so much darn fun. And then the two can so then I said, Oh my gosh, I remember we were in this area. We had all traveled to go to, and my brother happened to live in that area, like 40, 30 minutes, 40 minutes from where that client was. I was like, hey, my brother's close to here. Let me call him and see if he's home. And he was, and I was like, hey, we just got this huge business opportunity. We need a place to celebrate. Do you want to celebrate with us? And then my brother said, yes. I was like, great, get these things. We'll be there in like 40 minutes and we're going to celebrate. So the rest of the second day, we just celebrated, had so much fun, laughed more, laughed and laughed and laughed. And both the other consultants looked at me at the end of this and they're like, we've never celebrated like this before. Like I would be on to the next thing. So going back to the seriousness, like even looking back to what Stephanie was saying, when it's in sales, you like close a big deal and then what do you do? You just get back on the phone and keep doing more. And so in this, we made more money. We laughed and had more fun. And then we ultimately celebrated such a level that both those consultants took celebration more serious for the rest of their career. As of now, like we're still friends and I talk to them and they still celebrate more than they ever did before. So I, I guess in these, it's all experience, right? So Think. Let's go back to that word experience. We could do the consulting, go home, go to bed, or we could like live, like let ourselves live fully, express ourselves fully and be in that moment because otherwise we're just going to get old and die. I mean, I know it's crazy to say, I mean, but I'm just being really real. I mean, Stephanie made like, why did that make me laugh? <laughs> yeah. You like open your mouth full wide. You're like, did he just say that? Like, oh my gosh. But the thing is, yes. I mean, that's the thing. It, yeah. Like what? So what are you going to do? Wait? No, I think most people in their lives probably see, I mean, to some degree, we're always planning ahead, thinking about, okay, when can we plan a date night? When can we plan a vacation? Like we, it's like in us to seek out the fun. So if we can bring that into the experiences we have with our clients, with our team, it just makes your whole life so much more wow, like so much more enjoyable. And there is something about laughing that hard, like it is rare. So if that's an experience that you can provide for your customers or even for yourself, like it's, they do say like laughter is the best medicine. There's like some healing in it. And then there's also to a certain degree, like you have to be vulnerable to laugh that hard with people. So like the level of trust had to already be so high. And then you bring in the fun component. It's like if you're going to choose a partner and they have the solution you need to get the results that you want, and then they're also bringing fun into it, like why would you not work with that person? Because then you get to actually enjoy what you're doing. Like it's a no brainer. So I think that's really cool. I don't think I've ever heard you tell that story before, actually. Yeah. 
I, I guess it didn't tee up. I mean, yeah, it's the ruffles. The, ru- the, ruffles, the, the ruffles. stories from the archives. <laughs> it's like it's just letting yourself have the experience of like putting this shirt on. I was thinking, okay, do I put that shirt on? I did think for like one second. I'm like, why not? Like, why not? What other opportunity does someone say? Put on the most ruffly thing you have, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. All right, Giovanni. I'm going to answer that call, Giovanni. I got it. I got the ruffles, brother. <laughs> Tune in next week. We'll be wearing uh, tie-dye stuff. Tie-dye? I don't know if I have that anymore. I used to have a couple of tie-dye shirts back in the day. I don't know if I have those anymore. Yeah, just what, spinning off the, the 70s? No, we need to have like leg warmers and all that. 80s stuff next we'll just go decade to decade <laughs> i don't know if i'll be able to compete on that but what i can do is just have fun with you all and i mean like here we are making a podcast it's already fun for us because we get to talk about things that we love we get to share amazing stories and then we get just like you just said stephanie that we're so comfortable with each other that we can just have fun and even bring the word silly into it i mean like why not we're here to live this is why I always say, people say, oh, are you a business coach or a life coach? I say this often. And like when I was asked that on a podcast, I said, I I sure hope you don't die when you go to work. I mean, and, and to me now, it is kind of dying. If you have to like button yourself up and not be you while you're working, then that is like, that is partly death, right? Like you're choosing not to be you. Just think about that. But you have an innate, thing inside of you that you want to be, then find people that want you to be you and find jobs that allow you to be you because otherwise you're going to grow old and you're going to wake up one day and be a little upset or maybe a lot upset. And then you're going to miss out on being who you're meant to be. So what experiences do you want? Start writing those down, both personally and professionally and start seeking those out. And a lot of times they're right there. Like even as example, I've had people say, well, I want to travel. And then I say, okay, well, what when you travel, what will having that do for you? Oh, I can experience new things and I can have adventure and all these things come up. And I'm like, oh, well, how can you do that now? Like, do you really have to get on a plane? Are you telling me that you've seen everything in your state? Have you seen everything in your city? Chances are you haven't. Like what new things can you put into your life daily? So if if adventure and change and excitement is something that you want, how can you add one new thing in your life every day? How can you add one new thing every week? How about every month? Can you pick something new? Can you go see a new park? Can you go on a new hike? What things have you not seen? And I, chances are high that there's a lot in your local area that you haven't seen. So these things don't have to be huge bucket list items. Sometimes they are. Maybe you absolutely want to go to a certain country. Okay, then when are you going to go? Start planning it. Start letting yourself have these things. And definitely let yourself be you and find places that you can do that. And if it's inhibitive, then you have to really ask yourself, why am I here? Should I be? Am I wasting my life? The parts of you are going by, drifting by, minute by minute, hour by hour, week by week. And you're choosing to let that happen. And it might seem difficult. You're like, what are you saying? Steve, quit my job. Well, maybe that's an appropriate thing to think about. But then I'm not saying to be crazy about it either. Like you can find another path. Like you don't have to quit and put your whole family at financial risk and then hope to find something else like this is something that we can do you can do in steps so i'm hoping to just invoke you to first find the experiences you want and then two how do you start get those into your life more and more and more so you can get to the point where you can make a podcast and wear a ruffle shirt that's all i want you to get to i'm just trying to help i'm just trying to help hashtag goals Goals. Ruffles. <laughs> yeah. Start shopping at vintage shops. So that's where you're going to have to start. Step one. So I was going to ask you when, what helped you make that, that shift? Because you said when you were first starting out, you were acting more serious because you're younger and wanted to be taken serious. And when did that transition? So for anybody who's like kind of ingrained in business is business and there's no fun, like it's separate. 
kind of a thing or or whatnot like how did you kind of flip the flip the script if you will on it so that you could start having more fun in business and doing business so let's pause real quick and take a break and we'll be right back I just want to have an expression of gratitude right now for Pro Audio Voices. They're the ones that uh, produce my podcast. And Becky and her team are amazing. And for those of you that know me, I'm all about WOW clients, WOW partners. And Pro Audio Voices is a WOW partner for me. And if you want to learn more, you can go to ProAudioVoices.com and you can learn about them. They also do audiobooks and they're just amazing people. Thank you, Becky. I'm trying to pinpoint the exact moment. But I do remember, like, when I asked myself that, I remember walking on this property with this guy, and he was like, had all these businesses, and we were walking on this property because he was showing me the future of what they were doing. And then ultimately, he was like a con man. And I knew something didn't feel right. And I was ignoring it because I was thinking, oh, I just got to do the business. And then I remember, and I don't know if this is the point, but this is what popped in my head, Giovanni. So I'm just going with it. But that, I remember showing up at one of the offices the guy had, and then I found out that he wasn't even his office. Uh, the guy that whose office it was came up to me right away, and they said, have you seen him? And I'm like, no, that's why I'm here. I'm looking for him. Oh, he disappeared. He owes me all this money. Like, I was like, what? I thought this is his office. No, it's my office. He was just borrowing part of it, and he was supposed to pay me, and uh, all the things started unfolding. And for me, I was like, oh my gosh, what a waste of time. And I was, again, being someone else, trying to do what I thought I was supposed to do. And I remember that as a big wake-up call because somehow I already knew. Like, it was that was the big thing. I was like, oh my gosh, I knew something was wrong with this person. I knew that something wasn't right. And so that moment on, I told myself, I have to trust that gut. And so just that little bit of saying, and noticing it. So it was in that noticing, Giovanni, that I was like, oh my gosh, I knew I should have acted differently or not worked with this person. And then, and I, and I had learned the lesson many times before, but this was like so big and so out in the open. I was like, oh my gosh. And that was when you could say the start to looking for wow clients started that. And then shortly after that, I had a very abusive client. So then they, they still paid. This one like was, it took up all my time, didn't pay, disappeared. And then on the other side, within the one year, I think this is all in one calendar year. So I think I always say tap, tap, slap. So I was getting slapped and I'm like, what is going on? And then this other client was paying and they're a multi six figure client paying and they paid on time and it was all, all that was good. And then, but they were horrible to us. They treated us bad. Like even they treated me like, okay. And then all my employees were complaining because they were treated so horribly. I'm like, what? They said that on the phone? I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. I was like, they never said that to me. So they even thought like, like about it, like power positions, like because I was the owner of the company, they gave me more merit. And then my team that was actually making it all happen, they should give them more grace and more gratitude because they were lifting more of the weight than even I was as I was facilitating. Maybe I brought a lot of the creativity, but it was just abusive. And so I think it was that, Giovanni, being having it back-to-back abuse and not being treated appropriately after I was not even being myself. So it, like to make it worse, so it's like making matters worse, right? Here I am being like what I thought I was supposed to be and getting mistreated. I'm like, forget all this. Forget all this junk. I'm going to be me. I knew something was wrong with both these people and these clients and I'm like done. So I fired them and I fired that client that was over $200,000 in income. It was crazy. It was scary, but I was done. I was like, I'm sick of this. And I just said, I'm good at finding clients. I'm going to stop finding these bad ones, right? Like, what the heck am I doing? What am I allowing? And so then that was when I started stepping into myself. And then if I said, oh, that's not me, then it was a no. And I had to have the courage to do it. And I had to know. So I think there was some mix. I have to add in this conversation that my experiences finally met the confidence to do that. Right. So I think the early years, I lacked the confidence in myself 
to allow myself to have the experience that in my heart I wanted to have. And if you're younger and you're in this, then I hope this inspires you to do it sooner because I, I should have listened to the taps and it took a lot of slaps to finally realize. And, and I don't think you have to. I think that's why I'm such a fan of slowing down. If you slow down enough, you can notice the taps and adjust your life and start living your, your life. But, but I guess that's it. I just didn't want to hurt anymore. And I, and I was like, and I'm denying myself being who I want to be. And, and then I guess the last part to this is making that decision quickly paid off. And, and then I thought maybe that was by chance, right? Like maybe I was just lucky that I fired those clients and, and that I all of a sudden had success come into my life. But then now I've taught this principle to thousands of businesses and they've had the same result when they chose to work with people that are like, so I even have a sign in my office that says life is about finding people you're kind of crazy. And that's really what we're doing. We're finding the people we're meant to hang out with that let us be us. You can, I can be me, they can be them. And we rejoice in that we're in a symbiotic relationship. And those are my wow clients. That's what I define it now. And that's my, so my number one most sought after keynote speech. Out of all the things I teach, and you all know there's many, that's the one that I get asked the most because people are baffled by it at first. They're like, what? You can pick your clients and you still make enough money? Like what? Well, actually I make more money and I have more joy and I love my life. And I could be on a podcast wearing a ruffled shirt. So That's really, really what it all comes down to. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep referencing it, right? Well, I don't know if that helps, Giovanni. Does that break it down enough? Like, I mean, that it really was that it hurt so bad that I was done. Yeah. I mean, mine, we can posit this to both of you. Like, but just like curious of for somebody who doesn't want to go through all that pain, what's a reframe? I guess you're so good at reframes and analogies. Or somebody, because I'm just curious. Like when I think about, when I, like I hear and listen to things, and you, you always see, or hear on podcasts, like somebody who's already at the end of, not maybe not the end of a journey, but way far ahead of, of the listener in a certain journey, certain path of things, and then they can easily skip over how they kind of got there. They can kind of give you these little tidbits of of whatnot, but like there's always. And it's never just one thing, right? It's always a cumulative thing that eventually gets to like the tipping point and then things switch over. So cause I'm just curious, like, like when, I mean, you went into it, like when you finally decided like, okay, like I'm just going to start having fun in my business and start getting wild clients, which brings fun into your life because like you're, you, you, you love laughing and you're, you're charismatic and you like around being around people like that and stuff like that. So I just wonder if you, if you had any reframes for people who still think like oh that's not for me or maybe somebody who's introverted or 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 whatnot how do how do they seek their fun or their own experiences and, and stuff like that i mean well i guess it does pay off the thing that i always look at is it's like energy so if any of you are out there in pain notice how be not being you and going through someone mistreating you uh, drains your energy just notice that and then notice what happens when you're around your friends and you're having fun and how much more energy you have and how much more life-giving it is and if life is about energy right and let's even bring it to that if you if you uh are alive but you have no energy you're sick in bed that's not living that's not living so if if our livelihood is measured by the energy level that we have, then we should take our energy very seriously. And this is even why health is so important, right? Like, why do we care about our health? Well, because you wake up feeling better. You wake up feeling more energetic. You wake up with more extra steps in your life, right? If you're feeling unhealthy and miserable and, and the mindset starts it off, it's not about your diet or your movement. In my opinion, yes, it is. Those are important the diet and movement, but what's bigger than that? Mindset. If you want to change your life, mindset. If you want to move more, then first you got to change your mindset. If you want to eat better, first you got to change your mindset. 
if you're miserable and you're hating the people you work with and you're getting mistreated by clients or your coworkers, do you think you're going to want to get up and go freaking work out? Probably not. Stephanie's getting it all out. She's sneezing away over there. That, bless you. Triggered something in me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get it out. Triggered. I was triggered by that comment. Right? Well, and then, because then you think of it, and like, then we eat more. Like, I know some of my days when I, and I guess Italians, we fix everything with food, but you just like, you don't feel good and you just go eat more. And then I, I even in those times, that was when I was the heaviest of my life, when I was with all these bad clients. I think, who am I, the guy to invent the idea of wow clients? Uh, and I'm not saying I'm the only one that ever talks about having really good clients, but I'm the only one that talks about it in a wow life experience that I've seen from the stage. And it's because I went through the opposite. And if you look at a lot of teachers where they're teaching something, they probably, a lot of them, not all, but a lot of them have had the polar opposite. And that's what allows, where, do, where does change happen in that friction, right? I mean, that's what, how does carbon become carbon it can be a pencil which breaks apart but it also can be put under pressure and diamonds can be created and that is like the the hardest thing on this planet a diamond right it's the the thing that is the most indestructible element that we or well i guess it's not really an element but the compound the actual stone of it right so if that's the case if it's the same pieces of atoms but it's such a different reflection how are you choosing that? Are you going to choose to let your energy be depleted and destroyed? I'll even use that word. Or are you going to live? And so really it does come back to a choice. And some of us think we have no choice. And I've been there. Oh my gosh, I have to have these crazy junk clients for me. They might be the nicest person in the world for somebody else, but they were not for me. And I'm, I'm miserable and I'm drinking a ton of caffeine and, and, overeating and doing everything I can to feel better, probably even drinking at that time. I would have alcohol after after work just to wind down and stop stressing out and to counteract the million cups of coffee I drank because I didn't want to be there. And then this is my own company. And then you're starting to like hate where you're going to work. That is all like leading to deep depression. So I don't know. That's a way big reframe, Giovanni. I mean, like a lot of layers there, but I guess at some point, if you allow yourself to choose your life, you're probably going to choose differently. And then what I can end this with is that after this happened, I got the opportunity to work on a campaign. And then we put together this fantastic plan to steal a NASCAR because the client had invested so much of their marketing budget into a nascar sponsorship but come to find out it wasn't major it wasn't like the major leagues they don't call it that in nascar but it was like a junior league and it didn't have any television like so they sponsored they spent so much money sponsoring in nascar it's still expensive and they're like what do we do now steve we need we need to fix this and i'm like oh well let's steal the car i came up with this whole idea so we can basically go viral it was right at the beginning of youtube so this is like 2006 it was a family business so the dad and they had three sons and the three sons were the ones working with all this and we had this whole plan and they had paid me for the plan this is so for those of you that know me i already had started charging for plans by this point instead of just doing proposals so i was there to make this plan so we get to the end and and the reason i say this now is because before this i probably would have submitted to this but the dad who started the company and was basically still the leader of the company comes in for the final approval of this whole ad campaign and the dad said no we're not going to do it that way we're going to do this and that and like wanted to change all these things. And then because of what I had just experienced from several owl clients prior, I knew in my heart, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know how this is going to work the way he's asking. And if I was a yes man and just said, okay, it would have destroyed the whole campaign. And that's what I felt in my heart. And for the, for one of the first times I stood up for myself because remember I was the younger guy. And all these people are older than me. And so I used to submit. And so finally I said, well, you know what? I don't know if I can do it that way and be successful. So if you want to do it that way, then you'll probably have to find someone else. And then the dad was pissed. He said, what? 
He said, it like th- like he was even like this, like Stuttle didn't know what else to say because I like denied and like I could see he was a man that was very rarely denied what way they were a successful company. And and then he said, well, are you done here? I said, well, not if you want to do this because Talladega Nights, that movie, the comedy about NASCAR was coming out. And I, I also was doing a piggyback because they didn't have a gigantic budget. I was going to ride it out across that movie. There, that's another marketing agenda that you can piggyback on other people's marketing. And so I knew that Hollywood was going to be putting out tons of publicity about Talladega Nights and NASCAR was going to be all over the media. So I was like, what a perfect time to steal a NASCAR. And and then people might even think it's part of the movie and who cares, right? And it's still going to get their brand more exposure. So I said, not if you want me to do this. And then he said, well, I'm going to lunch. And he storms out. And then the three brothers look at me and they know I was drawing the line. They're like, I can't do, this is the way where we feel confident doing it. And if you don't want us to do it that way, like, and then the three brothers said, wait right here, Steve. They ran out and then they, they confronted the father. And then basically the father said, if you want to lose all this money with this guy, go ahead. But then I can tell you, told you so. And that's like pretty much literally what they told me. He said, they come back in the room and they said, well, he doesn't agree with this and he's pretty much out, but he gave us permission to go ahead and do it because he thinks he's going to teach us a lesson right now. And I said, okay, so you guys are in, we're going to do it this way. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. Because they saw the vision that I had. Well, that is that story that I tell all the time that was the number six viral ad in the world. We beat Levi's and Disney. We did 44 million impressions in three weeks. We had 3 million unique visitors to the client's website. They tripled their revenue from 10 million annual revenue to 30 million annual revenue, and then onwards and upwards. And I still talk to some of those brothers sometimes, and they've all sold, they sold that company and cashed out and are living the good life. It created a wave. Now, I'm not saying it was all of their success. They had success already, and this just grew it, but they were able to ride the wave very successfully. And here's the thing. That man was so respectable. When I came to the office after this happened, the dad came up to me, looked me in the eye, shook my hand, and said, no one could have pulled that off like you did. And he was my best friend the rest of the time we worked together. When I came in the office, he's like, Steve, oh! like, and it, like, that's where standing in your, in your truth will set you free. And so that is kind of like what I'm telling Giovanni here and why all this reframe, every time you're choosing to endure, when you know deep down that this isn't for you, you're not living your truth. Every time someone you let someone abuse you and you know it's not your truth. And I'm not saying go fight. You don't have to go blow stuff up or fight them. You just have to move on. You just have to know this is not my place. This is not in my energy. This is killing me. It is slowly killing you. And in that moment, if I would have done the campaign that way, I believe in my heart that we would have never done that. And that I would maybe not even be here on this podcast because that event, winning that award got me speaking all over. I got a whole bunch of speaking offers. And then that led me to being a keynote speaker. And that led me to changing people's lives because I was able to share all the knowledge that I had learned. And now here I am on podcasts right now with you speaking and teaching. And that all came from that moment that if I didn't have all those slaps in my ruffled shirt, being me, being Steve, because if I didn't get slapped enough times, and I guess what we're giving an option right now, to your point, Giovanni, you can choose to not be slapped and slapped and slapped. You can take this podcast as the sign, as the tap saying, hey, what if you choose you? And I can tell you, After years of doing this, it's given me so many rewards and now proving it that it's not just some weird coincidence that thousands of clients have done and taken these lessons and made a better life for themselves, right? So I don't know if that's enough reframe. And both of you are examples. Both of you are living more in your truth after having come encounter with me because both of you are denying parts of you before you came and hung out with me. And I'm not trying to take all the credit, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons. No, no, no. That's well, that's the reason why I wanted to have you dive more into it because I, I'm a huge believer in the the mindset and like getting back to 
the whole topic of the podcast is experiences, right? And we started off with it being fun and and maybe I brought us down into like more serious thing, but I think it's important because if you don't have the mindset of that you can have that fun and then like, well, how do I have the mindset of having more fun or having the experiences that I want to have? It's like getting those first steps because like for me, like the biggest thing and I'm always learning more and more from you. Like I've heard, I obviously haven't heard everything that you have, but I've heard a lot of the stuff that you teach multiple, multiple, multiple times now that I've been with you for so long. And I still, each time I hear something, I still get something new out of it. And the reason why is because every single time uh, I'm a different person, right? Even something, the lesson you gave yesterday, here today, it's going to be something a little bit different because it hits a little different than I, I'm a different person than I was yesterday. And so like for me, like the biggest thing is in creating these experiences, having this philosophy is actually working on the mindset to have the experiences that I want, right? It's like you're hitting on something and I don't know how much time we have, but I, and I don't want to dive too deep into it, but like my clock says six minutes and 55 seconds. Oh, <laughs> uh, we can do it. Perfect. We'll do it seven minutes. And maybe we should, we do uh, cue this up for another podcast on the the importance of mindset and like how to have those experiences. Speaking on it, be, just because I think I don't know, just for me personally, I guess it's probably been the biggest thing is just like working on my mindset and getting mindset sessions, and then hearing all the reframes and just being around it. It really it changes my experience. It changes my life experience. Just how going through those things and experiencing those things. It's definitely a big part of what we do. I always say it's the trifecta. It's knowing the foundational business and life things that we want to have, having the flexibility to start where we need to start. Not everyone's going to start at the same point. And then the third part is mindset, having the ability to reframe our limiting beliefs so that, which is totally plausible and we have the tools to do it so that we can start living in that change. And that came about because the same lesson that I had, one person would take it and make millions of dollars and another person wouldn't. And it's the same recipe. So that's baffling. If you have the same tools, the same ingredients, the same recipe, how could one person fail to make the meal when one person can have a Michelin star restaurant? You know, well, okay, that's gotta be mindset, right? If it's, if you have all the same things and you show up, how is that person so different? It's in here. It's, and I'm pointing to my mind. If you're just, if you're just listening, pointing to my head. So I guess, I don't know, Stephanie, maybe bring in some of your thoughts and like how, I don't know if you can pinpoint one moment, but as you've been working with me or, or whenever it was in your life that you were able to choose yourself. Cause I think all of what we're saying today, if you're going to choose experiences and you're going to choose fun, then partly you're choosing your truth, your yourself. So can you think back, Stephanie, like when you started to allow yourself to be you and then and then what happened, if, if you can remember the moment or somewhere in there? I mean, it definitely wasn't like flipping a switch to go from the state that I was in into the state that I'm in now and what I'm working towards, which is a journey, like we're on a journey, a dance, as we say. But I... As you're asking the question, this, the thing that pops to mind is like, even from the first time I heard you speak and you asked me to think of like my wow clients and you talked about the owl clients, it was your owl, your wow client keynote. And I was like, oh my God, I had been in sales at that point for over 10 years, over 10 years. And I think I got into it because I did have fun right away. Like I was in outside sales. I was working with businesses and some of my first clients were fun. They were great. I loved it. And then after that, as I grew, I worked with more and more out clients. I just, I worked with people who I didn't enjoy. It sucked. Like there were some clients I was like, oh my God, I don't. And the business I was in, I had to work with them and go visit them every week. And so even just when you first asked the question, like think of your wild clients and I had one-ish like I didn't, and I had dozens of clients, but only one. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Like, this is why I can't grow. This is why I can't dream. This is why I can't get to where I want to be. Why I'm just sort of stuck like year after year, making the same money, but dealing with the same crap, like every single day. And so then from there, going to more business, more life, going to the workshop and really diving deep into experiences, like 
exactly what we're talking about. The whole experience chain, all the different exercises we do in the room to really go deep into what are the experiences that we want in every corner of our life where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it wrong. (laughs) Basically, I'm just, I'm doing this wrong. And it was such a calling and such an awakening of like, it can be different. It was like, it doesn't have to be like this. And it just woke me up to like, just peeling back the layers of like, what do I really want? And I'm still doing that. And I think I will always continue to do that. Cause it's like, what do I want now? And then after you've achieved these things, like, okay, I reached this, like, what do I want now? And I'm always now looking at that. That question is always in my mind. What do I want my experience to be like for all things in my car, in my house, in my this, like it's very top of mind. And so in some ways I'm like always then looking like, okay, what's next? What's next? But yeah, if I look back, it's like I've achieved so much of what I've wanted to achieve. Like the things that felt so unattainable or so unrealistic five years ago when we started working with, I've been able to achieve most of those things. And now I'm looking at like, what's next? You could dream again. Yeah. Yeah. And I tell that to people and it's like, you have to be careful when you say that. Sometimes when we talk about working with you and like what that's done for our life, because it seems so unrealistic, but it is what I said after the first workshop and it's still true. And I can, this was on my vision board. I want to wear ruffles to work and here I am. I can just be done now. And, And you inspired me to pull out my ruffles. So I'm so inspired by you now as well. And I... I want to just say one thing about what you said. I don't think it's necessarily wrong. I think it's just what you knew. Like, so, but noticing that you could have a different, I think maybe, and I know that's what you more or less meant, but I just want to, I I just want to extrapolate that because it does feel like wrong or right. Like we have to choose left or right or white or black. And it's not necessarily that. And going back to Giovanni's point, like, how do we know? Well, what just popped in my mind is like one of the, our teachers, we have a mutual teacher for all of us, Carl Bukite, who really is teaching us a lot about neurolinguistics programming and a lot of other mindset modalities and deep levels of psychology. Well, he always says, how do you get that next thing on the menu if it's if it doesn't even seem to be there? You see, some of us wake up every day and we have a menu of choice. And when do you in your life pick the fifth best choice? Like no one does that. They wake up and pick the best choice that they have available at that time. So if the best choice is having abusive clients that pay your bills, that might be all you have. You might open your menu and it says, moldy tuna sandwich from last week. And that's what you have the order from. And then the same menu, because this is the universe, right? And if we believe that anything you put your mind on, you can have. And if you believe in manifestation or the power of prayer or any of those things, then you have to believe at some point that you can have what you dream. And it, and that is true. Like what Stephanie's saying, the things that she desired with the tools that we've worked through and all the lessons we've learned, she's been able to navigate and have and change her mindset. So remember this, people always say, oh, don't get rich and, and then forget who you are or any of those things, or don't change. That's the one that everyone says, oh, don't get rich and change. Well, that's the already the misconception. The reality is, you change and then become rich. And it's not just rich in money. It's rich in life. It's rich in relationships. Think about it. When you change, then the people you hang out with change. When you change, the house you live in might change. So the, the fastest way to change our life is to let your to change the inside. And that's why we work inward. So what we believe and what we have inside will become our outer reality. And that's why the mindset, to Giovanni's point, is the number one thing. And so if you're waking up right now listening to this podcast and you have really bad clients and you have uh, things that are painful and it doesn't look like there's anything else on your menu, I think the first thing you have to realize is that there are more pages for you to write. Like you can change your menu. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're already starting to change. Because the first step is to look and learn from other people to have new ideas so that you can learn. It's like going back to the recipe and the menu idea. It's like learning new recipes. If you cook 
mac and cheese from a box every day and that's what you eat, you might only know that. But then if someone comes over and says, hey, did you know you could cook this up and just show them how easy it is, all of a sudden you're adding new pages to your menu. So change your environment, change who you're hanging out with, change the podcast you're listening to, change the, the radio station from the sad, depressing song to a happier song. All these things can start changing your life. So what we're saying is, that's why I say choose gratitude and create freedom. So it's in a way you're choosing your own happiness or you can choose the darkness. And you could keep going down the path. So it's as I guess the whole reason I went on that little rant is it's not wrong or right. It's just darker light. It's just happy or sad. I mean, and there are moments we're going to be sad. We're going to have moments of grief. But then in the gratitude, we can transcend. We can be grateful for the loved ones we've lost, the things that we've lost, because we can be grateful for them. And then we can transcend. So I think that's what it is. I hope and I hope these stories that Stephanie and Giovanni and I are sharing help bring new menu pages to your menu. So I, I don't know. Hopefully I, we're, we're out, out of time here, but hopefully I just want to check in with Giovanni. Did that help bring some of the reframes you were hoping to get and open up to the mindset? Now let's run it again. I think we need to. Okay. No, that's perfect. Two hour podcast. Let's go. By the way, you look like some of my kids pixel art the whole show, Giovanni. Like you're just like in pixels. The super pixel, yeah, I can see that. It's abstract art. <laughs> uh, I'm trying this new uh, Minecraft filter. Bad internet connection. That's exactly it. <laughs> you can't even say Minecraft. Uh. <laughs> Stephanie, any last words to add into this before we wrap up today? No, it's good. I think sometimes uh, I have old language stuck in there sometimes and that's like a thing where you say oh you're doing it wrong you're doing it wrong and it's kind of a joke sometimes to say it in that way it's just an easy way to describe something but it you're right it wasn't that it was wrong it was what was needed at the time and all those experiences all your experiences leading up to today are what make you who you are today and it's like only if we can go back and learn from them I think that's another huge thing that just focusing on experiences has taught me it's like it is what it is like there's no there's no nothing tied to any of like what's happened before. It's only now and like what we do with it. So I, yeah, fun episode to make. Yes. Well, I'm glad. How could we not have some laughs? And and we did get some serious moments in there too with our ruffles. With our ruffles and and my grandfather's cufflinks that I thought I would never Looks wear. It's like my ring a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> little. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, maybe we'll wear them on the same day someday. Well, we did today, right now. There yeah. we go. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this is valuable. I hope that you start choosing what you want in your life little by little. Remember, you're, maybe it's going to have to be an evolution. Maybe you can't just go quit your job or fire all the clients. Maybe you have to start making a plan to one by one making the changes in your life. But I hope this will spark that in you today. And if you got value, let us know what was most valuable. And most importantly, if you want to keep getting more knowledge and more skills and things from us, we have our newsletter and that newsletter we give away. So all you have to do is subscribe to our newsletter and you can do that through stevenoppleton.com right on our homepage or even the best way you can text wow w-o-w to 72,000 that's 72000 zero, and text the word wow w-o-w and then you will be prompted to in to subscribe to our newsletter and then you'll get all these updates that we have every week with skills ideas you'll be promptly notified about podcast releases and just giving you as much as we can so that you can have more business and more life right now. And we really hope you do. And as we always say, as we close out this show, choose gratitude and create freedom. Thanks for listening to the More Business, More Life podcast. I hope you got value. And if you did, we have so many more things for you at stevenopleton.com. You'll be able to connect with us on social media. We are active. You can ask us questions. And then on top of that, I wanna give you a really big gift. 
And it truly is. We want to give so much value. We have an offering. It's a program called Clear Path to Customers. It's the same way that we attract wow clients and only working with the right people, the people we want to. And it's transformed my business into millions more in revenue with the right people and my clients. And we're doing it absolutely free. So you can go to stevenopoliton.com and grab that. You just got to put in your information. We'll send it to you promptly. And that again is on stevenopoliton.com. I look forward to having you on the next show. Until then, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.